All right. So, <laughs> hey, it is March now, March 2021. This is the newest season of Wally World Podcast. And, hey, we're part of the Lake St. Clair Wally Association. And um, there's a lot of great things going on here. So I got one of my fellow friends, <laughs> Jeff Vantor. Yep. He's a board member on the LSCWA. We've got a lot of things coming in the fall. And basically, it's kind of been like a cold winter uh, for a year. In fact, we haven't really met in person because of local regulations with COVID and stuff. And I'm sure all of you know how that goes. But you know, we're getting ready to transition to a season where we're doing some limited um, in-person stuff and get more people involved and kind of get that camaraderie back. So couple of the things we want to talk about this spring. I mean, obviously we have fall fishing coming up here. I thought I'd get Jeff on to talk a little bit about um, our tournament that we have coming up here. Some of the exciting things that we have going on uh, spring transitioning the summer with our derby season. And this is just a good time to kind of catch up and get what's going on in the community here. So we're in Southeast yes, Michigan. You may be in a totally different area, but I guarantee if you listen, you can learn something different that you can apply to your local fishery wherever you are so this is wally world podcast i have jeff Antori on the line how you doing buddy good how you doing man thanks for having me on rob i enjoy doing the great. podcast and uh you do a great job with everything man so i appreciate you going uh spending your time doing this for everybody thanks brother so what's going on in your world that's kind of been like an off season um i know the boat's been winterized and put away here um what have you been doing to kind of tool up for your season coming up here in 2021 yeah, man, a 20, 2020 season was was kind of long. We had that we had that first fall we had the first fall derby for the club. Uh, went over very well. We fished all until December. I mean, we were out fishing that fall derby, and I was looking at the Christmas lights at nighttime in Gross Point. It was great, so cool. And uh, after that, I dropped the boat off over at Rose Marine and got her winterized, and was all gung ho for ice fishing season. And uh, I got out on the ice one time with a snowmobile up in Saginaw Bay like two weeks ago. And then we got to warm up this last week and it's crazy how fast that ice is melting. And uh, I've seen people out on the uh, St. Clair river already jigging. I've heard people down in Lake Erie already fishing in their boat. So this warm weather is approaching fast. I know everybody's got the itch to get on the river, do some jigging. And um, I'm just looking forward to getting a boat out and uh, fishing some events in 2021 this year. It's just been a long, a long winter for everybody. And yeah, uh, we, you know, uh, with that, how you said everything's been cold, you know, we haven't had an in-person meeting. Man, it's got to be, got to be since, uh, I would say fall, October, maybe. So we had them outside and then the weather just kind of got real cold and, you know, the regulations came down and we didn't have any in-person meetings right. all the way up until last month. So, um, it's crazy. I can't wait to get back to in-person meetings and seeing everybody and, and, Learning new things with the club and having the seminar speakers come back and all that good stuff. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. And obviously, Hey, if you're coming to any of these things to check out LSCWA, uh, we are abiding by local regulations. So social distancing, people wearing masks, no one's being stupid. And if, Hey, if someone is say something, but um, our, our events are limited to 50 people, which is the current regulation for the state of Michigan. Um, Just caveats, just got to throw that out there. Um, but we should be able to post some of this stuff to help people learn. So um, <clears throat> myself, Jeff, anybody in the club, no one's better than anyone. We're just here to help each other learn. Um, it's not a platform Absolutely. for like one guy or another to project how great they are. We want to get people involved. If you actually get to know some of these people, um, we're about helping other people grow as anglers. And, you know, it's competition. All of us have some competitive drive to us if we're fishing tournaments or derbies and stuff but the big thing is getting people involved in the camaraderie around that so we're trying to bring that back with what we have going on so yeah i mean there's a lot of things to kind of cover here from club business standpoint and you know hey this you might not be part of lscwa but let's talk a little bit about some of the things that we have going on uh this spring so jeff if you want to tee us off with some of the things we have going on i'm all ears well i'll start with the the meeting we just had in uh february it was our first in-person meeting like we talked about briefly you know it's we're limited to 50 people and you know we we were close to reaching uh reaching that limit uh at our first uh in-person meeting in a very long time we just went on with everything you know we had our full merchandise spread there um what was really uh neat about that meeting that coming back meeting is that we did something a little bit different for uh the may madness event this year usually in february um, at that meeting, we have uh, a sign-up party, you know, a sign-up party for uh, the uh, May Madness tournament. And this year, we did something different. Um, we auctioned or we uh, raffled off boats number one and boats number two for five dollars ticket. 
And all the money that we raised for that went back into the event. So which is really good to help uh, boost that money up as, a, as, as like a sponsor money for the prize pool. And then what we also did was we took env- we took envelopes with a number in there. And, we- and then everybody that was there for the uh, uh, tournament, uh, they got to get come in a single file line up to the bingo roller. We mixed everything up and they picked the card out and that was uh, their boat number for the tournament. So if you came to the meeting, you got your early boat number, you went to go on a website and uh, early registration code, put your early registration code in there. And that was your boat number before we opened it up to the public. And right now we're sitting at just, uh, you know, just over 40 uh, signups for me for the main Manus awesome. event this year. So, I mean, last year, we didn't, we couldn't have it. it. We just, we waited, we held it off till June. It was going to be June madness, whatever. And we, we couldn't have it. it. It was a bummer. We let it go. You know, we had to skip it and uh, we had a hundred boats. We had a hundred boats ready to go. And that's the most boats that we've ever had for this tournament. It's just, mm-hmm. it's awesome. How this event has uh, grown. So, but with that being said, I will talk about that later. I want to talk about, you know, the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association and their, and their monthly meetings, what we have going on with that. So in March, we're going to, uh, once again, we're going to have a face-to-face meeting and we're going to have our seminar come back to the monthly meetings. And my good friend there, Rob Barnes, is going to be the speaker for the, uh, for the March general membership meeting for the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I haven't given a seminar in a minute. The last one I gave was on inland walleye fishing. And, uh, you know, I do that because I'm kind of, um, I joke, but I'm, I'm an outsider. I'm about maybe an hour away from Lake St. Clair. I'm in Lake Orion, but I fish Lake St. Clair a ton. I grew up fishing Lake St. Clair. And um, what I'm going to be talking about is how to properly set up planer boards, different factors, and, and setting up walleye sets for trolling. Um, particularly, I'm going to talk early spring fishing, but we'll also talk stuff for uh, summer spinner fishing, a couple little tricks that I have brewing in my mind. I'm going to talk about storm oil. So if you're there, you're going to learn about storm oil and how to apply it to um, planer boards. So different little things to kind of get people thinking after the seminar, we're going to have a session where if, if people need to have their boards tuned or you have damaged parts like those toe arms or the styrofoam on the back, several of us will have our repair kits because a couple of us are part of the offshore tackle protein and we'll yes, definitely help out um, fixing anything, replacing any parts if we have it. And we just want to make sure that people's boards are ready for spring once the ice melts and we can fish. <clears throat> so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, it'll be a good time. And I think everyone can learn something, including me. I love questions and I love engaging the audience. So it'll be a lot of fun. Um, you know, in terms of what we do as a club, I mean, we meet together, we, we, we learn together as a group, uh, we compete together in derbies. And then also we're very conservation minded. And what I mean by that is that the club itself donates to conservation efforts such as like a kid's camp through the Michigan United Conservation Clubs. In the past, we've raised DNR's fries for walleye that get planted in these inland lakes. And that's why I'm, I'm pretty passionate about fishing these inland walleye lakes in Southeast Michigan and, and the other areas that they plant these fry. So the club is, is something special. The reason I've been on the board for two terms is because we give back to the community. Um, we help support the fisheries um, in terms of uh, supporting reproduction of these walleye fry to get into the other uh, inland lakes. And uh, <coughs> we've done things with Michigan walleye, <laughs> I almost said Michigan walleye tour. Um, <laughs> got that on the mind too, kind of. But yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of really great opportunities uh, for the club to give back to our local community in the area and help out with conservation. So there, I mean, if you want to find a place to help people get, involved in the outdoors and connected with other like-minded people lc wa is a great way to do that um kind of i kind of want to talk a little bit more about may madness jeff um but i think one of the most important things is that this tournament isn't about um you know i mean everyone's competitive you're fishing a tournament you're trying to get the edge and you know you fish for hopefully cash in a check or maybe some hardware if you're finishing toward the top. But um, every time you fish a competitive event, it's a learning opportunity. And what I mean by that is you can stay after, talk to people that do well. And for the most part, unless they're super secretive, uh, you can get some information and learn how to become a better fisherman. I, yes. At these club meetings, if you talk to people, 
for the most part, they'll be pretty open. I mean, people will be quiet and they'll hold their, their best secrets. But if you want to learn general things to put fish in the boat, they're going to help you out. So, Jeff, tell us a little bit about May Madness, how it kind of got started and where it's going from here. May Madness, is, uh, as I like to call it, is the Premier Walleye Tournament on Lake St. Clair. Uh, it started in 2015, and I believe the first event, we only had 18 boats. Um, it was kind of put together because there was really nothing that showcased the walleye fishery on Lake St. Clair. So uh, we came up with the idea of having May Madness, and we call it May Madness is because in May, it's crazy out there as far as you can get a mixed bag of anything. You can get you know good smallmouth, good muskie. You know, you can catch phenomenal walleye. And uh, so it's just like madness, you know, May Madness, madness thing came around. So um, this year's event is going to be our our seventh year, but our sixth event because of last year we had to cancel the event. So it, everything's still going strong. Um, this year, it's uh, first place is guaranteed at $10,000. Um, it's going to pay out second through 11th place uh, if we have 75 boats. Uh, the date is May 22nd, 2021. $225 for the entry fee. Twenty The $25 goes right to the Lady Claire Walleye Association rearing ponds, as Rob was talking about, so we can help raise these walleyes and uh, produce, you know, spread them throughout um, Michigan and the inland lakes. Um, the launch site is going to be at Harley Ensign for the locals in South River Road. You're going to weigh your best six walleyes. The boundaries for this event is the northern tip of Russell Island all the way to the Ambassador Bridge. Both sides, U.S. and Canadian, if we're allowed to fish Canadian waters. Right. If we're not allowed to fish Canadian waters, it's going to be U.S. waters only. Captain's meeting is going to be the uh, the night before, Friday at 7 o'clock, locations to be determined. Mm -hmm. And there's an optional big fish pot of $25. Right now on that big fish pot, um, Diku Vars, which has been uh, an outstanding sponsor of this event since it started, has put in $250 guaranteed for the big fish pot along with a longtime sponsor mechanical system services is kicked in another $500 for this big fish pot. So we're sitting at $750 right now on the big fish pot without any anglers getting in there whatsoever. So it's, it's going to make it fun. I mean, this tournament, this tournament it was built just to have fun. You know, just, I want the families out there. I want the, the father and the son or the father and the daughter to go out there. You don't need a giant rig to fish this tournament. As we all know, you can go right around the corner and mm -hmm. you can catch a winning bag of walleyes. It's been done before. Yep. Um, you don't have to make those long runs. But if you can, I would suggest it. But, I mean, you don't have to. So it's just great to see the families come out. It's great to see the youth come out there and uh, participate and see what's going on at the way. And we put a big spread on, you know, we have the food, we have the radio station, we have our awesome derby trailer um, with the weigh in and the PA system going and everybody really enjoys himself when they come to this tournament. And it's it's growing every year. Like I said, last year we had a hundred boats. That's crazy. <laughs> I could never imagine this event having a hundred boats, you know, on Lake St. Clair. It's just, it's awesome. And guys talk about it all the time. So, you know, I, I I'm very thankful that, you know, that we get to put this on thankful that we have great uh, volunteers to help with this. And I'm very, very thankful of all the sponsors we have every year. They can't wait to, to help this event grow each and every year. So yeah, I can't wait for 2021 May Madness. It's going to be here before we know it. I mean, it's already March 1st. So I mean, soon it'll be here soon. We'll blink and it'll be here. So uh, a couple of things that come to mind while Jeff was talking is that, you know, the, the event size is originally set for 75 and our payouts that we publish are based on 75 boats. However, um, nope. we will we will run the event all the way up to 100 boats. Um, yes. Then after that, we're going to cap things off. If you have questions regarding the rules um, or you want to take a look at the registration form, maybe you're undecided, go ahead and go on our Facebook page or you can check out our club website you can click the May Madness logo on there is the sign up. You can put all your info up to three guys on a team. Yep. Um, we got t-shirts that we normally custom make um, that features the May Madness logo and some of our supporting sponsors. Uh, the rules are on there. If you read there, you got to click a box. Yes, I read it without reading and agreeing to the rules. You can't <laughs> participate. It is on there. Yeah. Click the link. I promise yep. you. Um, captain's yes, meeting sir. information is on there as well. And I highly yep. encourage you to check it out. It's a lot of fun. I mean, for, for 225 bucks, you really do have a shot at, at getting some good guaranteed money. It's not always about the money. It's about the uh, camaraderie no. and having fun. Hey man. And if you, if you, if you stick a pig 
which is very possible. I mean, you're looking at guaranteed money in the pot before anglers even put in. So one big fish could cash you quite a bit of money. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah. excited for it. And I think this year will be uh, bigger and better. I feel like <clears throat> everyone was kind of down with a rough season. I feel like May Madness 2020 was won by Gretchen, but 2021, we're going to make <laughs> it bigger. And I think everyone's going to win. And you, you know what? I know people are itching too, because last year for even what was going on last year with everything, our derbies, there we, it's the most, since I've been in the club, that's the most I've ever seen participate in our derbies. Absolutely. It was insane. You know, we couldn't fish April Derby because we were all locked down, but May we went back out to Angles Point and they're a great host. And I never seen the board, like the divisions. I mean, it was all the way down to the very bottom. It was crazy. Eric Gabriel, club member, took his daughter out there. She mm-hmm. caught a 29 and a half inch walleye. I mean, the that smile on her right? face. Yeah, that was in May. Yeah. I mean, the smile on her face was awesome. She couldn't wait to bring the thing and shut off. You know, it was great. And, and that uh, was USA everybody just had a good time. Yep. So, I mean, like I said, you don't have to go far to get good fish in that lake. It's, uh, we've seen that this fall, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, I'm just, I'm really looking forward to our club derbies too, man. And it just, you know, it's not, you're right, man. It's not all about, it's not all about cash and checks. It's not all about the money. It's all about learning. It's all about the camaraderie. It's all about, you know, talking with your buddies and seeing all your tournament, you know, seeing all your friends during these tournaments and stuff. That's the way I look at it. I don't, I, I don't, I care less if I come, I come in last place. I come in last place. I'm going to take something away from it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a good time doing it. I'm going to make some memories and that's, you know, it's worth $225 or whatever the entrance fee is to a tournament. You, you can't, you can't put a price tag on a memory, man. Absolutely. So, Hey, I want to talk about derbies. We're, we're, as a board, we talked about what our derby schedule is going to look like. And, and let me explain what derbies are. So derbies are for club members and it's a way for us to compete against each other. We're not competing for money. We're not competing for um, any sort of prize package. Although there are some prizes for members that show up and weigh a fish. Um, Derbies is a way for our anglers to compete against each other, share knowledge and just have fun. And there's several divisions. There's a, uh, there's a open division, a master's division, there's a kid's division. And then there's super six, which is kind of like the biggest six fish that you put in there. And we have different locations where we do these weigh-ins through our primary derby season, which occurs spring through summer. After that, we've kind of kicked off another fall series, which is something a little bit different. It doesn't count towards points for the primary derby system. It's just another way for us to get more involved and enjoy the fall fishing on the lake and in the rivers. So with that said, Jeff, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about what the derby season is going to look like. And I think you have a schedule for us to kick off things. I do. Um, we have a schedule for the 2021 LSWA, uh, uh, derbies and, uh, starts in April, ends in August. August is our big Lake St. Clair classic. We have, it's at Metro, uh, the day sale at Metro beach. So first event is going to be April 23rd to the 25th. It's going to be at a sponsoring bait shop, Lakeside tackle shop, uh, May 21st to the 23rd. It's going to be at Anglers point. June 18th through the 20th, it's going to be back at Lakeside Fishing Shop. July 23rd through 25th, it's going to be at the American Legion Hall Post Number 4. That's where we have our monthly meetings at. And uh, rumor on the street, that's going to be uh, a weigh-in along with a fish fry. Um, August 20th through the 22nd is at the Metro Day Sale. Like I said, it's dubbed the Lake St. Clair Classic now. Mm -hmm. That is by far my favorite. Derby event of the whole year. I mean, we have the spread out there. Um, we have, you know, the the potluck or the, the barbecue. We have the raffles. That's where our trolling motor gets raffled off. That's everybody's out there. Uh, we have the blind draw. I, I like the blind draw. I think that's, that's pretty fun. And, um, yeah, I mean, if you're a member of the club and your dues are up, make sure your dues are all paid before these derbies so you can participate in these. Um I like it. I like how we go to the different bait shops, man. It's it's really important with everything that happened this last year that we support these guys. I mean, it, it took a hit and uh, you know, things aren't, things aren't the way they are. They were back then. And ev- everybody's still having a hard time getting tackle and stock in, in their store. So we need to, uh, we need to support these guys as much as we can. So I'm looking forward to the Derby season, you know, um, Rob touched on the divisions that we have, the masters and open. And when you first join the club, you're going to start in the open division and you have to get, I believe it's, is it, I think it's 10, 
Ten right? points to move up. Mm-hmm. Ten points to move up into the Masters division. Correct. Yeah, so at the end of the year, whoever wins the division, um, first, second, third, they get a, a, a cold with a, a walleye that's either gold, silver, bronze. Depends on what uh, place that you finish in. And then along mm-hmm. with the master division as well, first, first through third, you get a coat with the uh, walleye that you, the colors you placed. The color walleye is going to be what, you know, what you placed at the, uh, in the year. And then um, we give away angler of the year trophy that has, that's both divisions combined. Who has the most points gets angler, Lake St. Clair Walleye Association angler of the year. And then we also do the big fish overall. And this year we've changed some things and the big fish is going to be, May through August. So if you can stick a good one in April, doesn't count. It's going to be May through August. And then we get the club gets that mounted and we present that to you at the awards banquet using yeah. Christmas time. So, yeah. And just to clarify the intent of that, the reason why the uh, Derby committee decided on that is we want to maximize the chance that the big fish for the entire season comes out of Lake St. Clair. That's our, that's our namesake as a club. And we want to make sure if possible that that fish comes out of the lake. So um, definitely that way uh, it helps increase the probability of that and we'd love to see the fish come out of the lake so if you do get the big fish club pays for it and we present it for you so just another cool opportunity you might get a wall hanger and, and more memories to go with that um, and, and honestly it's going to make it more fun too because you know it could ch- it's going to change it could change every month you know where your chances in april you know someone sticks a nine pounder a ten pounder it's kind of like eh can you get those in Lake St. Clair? Absolutely. You can, mm-hmm. but if you do it May through August, I mean, it can change. It could change every month. You know, it could, someone could get a good one on Friday, you know, for the Derby and then yeah. get bumped out on Sunday, <laughs> you know, absolutely. it's just, it's going to make it more interesting. You know, and you hear guys talking, club members talking and so-and-so, Oh, so-and-so got one on Saturday. That was, you know, five and a half or six pounds. And mm-hmm. Sunday you go out, you get a seven pounder and you're all, <laughs> then you go the way in and it's like, oh man, that guy's got an eight pounder or whatever, yeah. you know? So they're fun. I enjoy them. You know, it's good. We do. We have a good time, man. Mm-hmm. I think some people may be um, disappointed or they won't say it out loud that, that we're not going to allow the big fish to be mounted from an April fish. And um, let me just offer you some encouragement or perhaps a different perspective on that. I mean, if you think the biggest fish can come in April, which it can, um, we'll, we'll talk back maybe, I don't know, six years could be more, but my old man, my dad threw a hail Mary and he stuck on almost nine pounder out of the main Lake hand lining. So, um, it can happen in the fall. It can happen early in the spring. I mean, you heard about what Eric's daughter got in the May last year. So anything yep. can happen. So we'd love to see a fish come out of St. Clair. Um, and we're absolutely excited about it. Um, kind of shifting gears. So we have the Derby stuff going on. We have more seminars going on. Um, we've touched a little bit about May Madness. I want to talk to you, Jeff, about some of the things you've been doing on the off season to prepare yourself for the upcoming season, fishing derbies. I know you plan on fishing all the derbies you can. And some yep. of the tournament stuff that you've been doing is going to be changed up a little bit and focusing more on like the one day shootout type events. And I want to talk to you a little bit about what your plans are for the tournament season and also chat about what you're doing to gear up in terms of getting baits ready, your rod set up for when the time that there's no more ice and salt, that you pull that ranger out of winterization and put it to work. So what are the things you're doing right now? Well, right now, uh, yesterday I was going through all my jig and stuff. I was uh, putting all my jigs in order and, by, you know, by color and by weight, just trying to scratch that itch a little bit and, uh, <laughs> I got a couple of fat boy jigs that I got sent over to me, some, some super secret colors. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, I got all the way all nice and neat and everything like that. You know, you got to have everything nice and neat before the season starts because, you know, after that first trip, it's all going to be scattered all over the place. <laughs> anyway, so I got, I got, I've been going through my jig and stuff and going through my plastics, organizing everything, getting my stingers, uh, just getting an inventory of everything, you know, respooling rods, going through making sure my reels are all, all ready to go and take care of that jig and stuff. But then on the other hand, I've been going through all my hand line and stuff. Cause you know, as well as I do that in the springtime, when that, when that river is a little bit murky, I'm not jigging. You're not <laughs> jigging. A lot of guys aren't jigging or be pulling some wires. So I've been going through those baits, checking those hooks, you know, making sure all the wires are straight and everything and yeah. going through my hand line reels and just, you know, just putzing around with stuff, man. I just go and stir crazy a little bit. We can't get on the ice. I mean, you can, but I mean, I'm, no ice right now, safe ice in my eyes. So just Great. been uh, keeping busy in the, uh, in the garage and 
I got some new trolling rod or not trolling rods, jigging rods. I want to try out this year. I got the, I got a good friend of mine that spoke highly of these lemon glass assassins, and uh, I got a couple of those I want to try out this year and uh, see how well they uh, perform. I've heard nothing but great things about lemon glass, so I'm really excited to try those. Cool. Yeah, I mean, just uh, I haven't even gotten to the trolling stuff yet. I mean, I got some reels going out for repair soon. Uh, just some general maintenance on those. It just I want to be tuned up. My goal in the off season is just to get tuned up, everything gone through, get the maintenance going. That way we don't have any issues. I don't have any issues in the summertime or when I'm out on a tournament. Mm-hmm. And if something breaks in the summertime, it's on me because I was too lazy and I didn't, I didn't take care of it in the off season. So, sure. Um, I don't want to blame anybody else but myself if that goes, if that's the way it goes. So, mm-hmm. and uh, as far as the tournament season goes this year, um, you're right. I'm going to focus on more of the one day stuff the May Madness, the Doc Harpum. Um, I really was really was looking forward to the Walleye Extravaganza up in Alpine in July, but some things happened. They had to cancel that event, so I'm going to switch gears, and I'm going to go up and fish the two-day um, Night Eyes tournament that Thunder Bay Walleye Club puts on. And if you have not nice. fished Thunder Bay at night, I'll tell you what, it's. I did it last year for the first time, and I will never miss that tournament again. It is mm. absolutely great out there. The, there's some huge walleyes out there and at, the night bite is phenomenal in Thunder Bay. So I'm look, really looking forward to that awesome. and just focusing on the derby stuff. I really want to focus on, uh, really want to focus on the derbies, man. I just really enjoy being around the club, man. I really enjoy all the people in the club. You know, I mm-hmm. can't say nothing bad about any of them, man. They're just, they're great people. And I just want to see them derbies do really, really well. So yeah, that's pretty yeah. much it, man. Just taking it one day at a time and just trying to do my best. So Good. Yeah. I think those are all good things. I think, uh, 2021 kind of has everyone kind of reassessing what their goals are. And I think the most important thing is to, and this is just me talking out loud, but I think the most important thing is, is connecting with good people, taking care of your friends and having good time with the people that you're close with that you trust. And, and that's certainly what the club is to me. So, uh, that's just, I mean, you may find your community somewhere else with a different group of anglers and other places, but I guess what I'm getting at is that as this next season comes up here, be surrounded by people that are positive, that encourage you and uplift you to help you do better things. And I think that's one thing the world really needs more of is people that are, are positive and encouraging rather than uh, cynical or criticizing people. Uh, <clears throat> there's no shortage of that in the fishing world. And I think that what sets good people apart from maybe uh, bad apples <clears throat> is their attitude and mindset to bring other people up and help people learn. So, you know, don't judge a book by the cover. What I mean by that is get to know people uh, and do more listening than talking. And if you can help someone out by uh, showing them some things or getting them on the water, man, that'll make a huge difference in their life. Um, yes. So <clears throat> I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute, but I'll talk a little <laughs> bit about some of the things I've been doing for preseason prep. And is it, I might stop and take some water because I'm a little congested. Uh, I haven't really left the home much, but I got a little cold. I don't think it's Rona. So all's good here. But um, <laughs> so earlier in the season, I calibrate all of my reels. I personally run Daiwa Sea Line reels. I calibrated all of my stuff. There's tons of resources online how to do that. You can go on Fishing 411's uh, YouTube page number of other resources there's written articles how to do that but i calibrate every single one of my reels next um, i'm not afraid to get my hands dirty and tear stuff apart there's definitely more people qualified than myself um, but i'll break down my reels by accessing the screws on the side take the shells off lubricate stuff with um, i usually use sewing machine oil i know it's kind of light but it does a good job coating everything so i can keep everything lubricated and my reels operate smoothly um, if there's any cosmetic stuff, like on the the, the impact resistant plastic or the, the anodized aluminum on the sides, I can kind of clean that up with a magic eraser, a little trick I do. Um, I've been tying a lot of stingers and um, I, I really do love to jig. I love the hand line. Uh, tip I can give to people that are listening that are maybe just getting into the hand line stuff is go through all your Rapala hooks. They're really light wire. They can get bent pretty easy. And um, sometimes, I mean, any hook, you catch enough fish or you dig into the bottom too much, you're going to lose some of the sharpness. So get with a fine file and kind of work the tip if you got some extra time and find it, <clears throat> file it down to a fine point so it sticks on your thumbnail and it'll start to drag. Just some of the things I do. 
Um, you know, as spring gets closer, Jeff talked about being organized. He's got things organized by color and weight class. And some of the things I like to do is start taking inventory on my plastics. And, and I'm a big scent guy myself, especially early season. So I'm going to talk a little bit about um, some things that I'm passionate about. And the first and foremost is Michigan-based companies that help out. So I, I have no relationship with uh, Wyandotte Lure, but I mean, it's a Michigan company. You find these green packs. Um, they make some really cool colors here. And I'll show you a couple things that are pretty neat. The Wyandotte Worm, that's a classic. This is the original one. They do a dual color one. I think they call this Golden Gobi. Mm -hmm. um, I like that. Yeah, it's good. So just guys to keep in mind, I mean, there's the big brands in there. I encourage you to support the Michigan companies if you can. Um, the, everyone knows a split tail minnow is going to catch walleyes, especially in the <clears throat> transition times where the water temperatures move up a little bit. The chartreuse, June bugs, always good. What I like about the Motown minnows that they make is they, if I can get this up to the camera, people that are watching the video version of the podcast, um, the tips already cut off so i don't have to bite or cut anything off it'll slip more yeah. evenly on the sex collar or the jig makes things a lot easier and i found that the plastic's just a little bit tougher than some of the other stuff that i've used personally but it's still soft and supple enough um the other profile i'm excited about is the great lakes goby kind of oh, a yeah. hybrid between a split tail minnow but with a paddle tail of like something you would see on a wine dot worm so Interesting profile, something a little bit different. I think you can work it from different sides. What I mean by that is maybe more like the traditional goby profile, or you can run it on the side with a jig. But um, I ran that. I started to cut you off. I, I got my hands on some of those in the fall, October, November. I was jigging the Upper Detroit River, mm -hmm. and uh, I put that thing next to the boat, you know, and I was you know jigging so I could you know see what it looks like. That thing really darts off. It, hmm. like different ways you know i think it's because it's it's so flat on the bottom and that, yeah, that tail kind of sure acts like a little rudder if you if you rip that thing up it'll dart if you rip it back up it'll dart i mean i'm really excited to, to use those during during the spring run this year especially on the st Clair river you know yeah. so yeah they got 20. some great colors man they got some great colors if you had to pick your top three blind out worm colors what would they be hmm. Okay, well, it's no secret. Anyone knows this black wine dot worm, brown wine dot worm. I'm getting really creative, and um, if it if it's clean and sunny out, a blue ice wine dot worm. Um, blue ice wine dot worm. Yeah, nice. Kind of, kind of harder to find, but some guys pour yeah. them. Um, I'm pretty sure Motown Minnow does wine dot lure LLC. Um, but the cool thing about some of these smaller companies, they pour more exclusive stuff based on angler feedback. So. What I'm getting at is that you can find some more unique colors from companies that specifically pour for our fisheries. And um, whatever that company may be, I encourage you to buy Michigan Made if you can. So just wanted to give them a shout out. Like I said, I don't have a relationship with the company, but I find their stuff to be pretty cool. And I've jigged it in the fall when I had opportunities to do that in the Detroit River. And I crack plenty of good fish, even up to five pounds. And I'll take that. I wasn't necessarily big fish hunting, but I had a lot of fun doing it. So Jeff, I know right now I'm going to take a sip of water, but I'd like to hear a little bit about some of the things that you're getting <laughs> ready for in terms of maybe your crankbait stuff. I know that uh, you've been working with JT Custom Tackle for a long time, and uh, it, it's no secret that their baits do oh, some yeah. damage. And and it's a Michigan-based company, kind of why I'm on that on that track. Love to hear about some of the things that you're excited about from what they have coming down the pipeline for 21. I'll tell you what, man, uh, I've been with JT Custom Tackle for a while, and uh, I, I'm very proud to be on that staff, proud to ask to be on that staff and represent that brand. Uh, with that being said, um, this year for 2021, myself, my fishing partner and best friend, uh, Eric Lenz, we came up with a, we came up with a, a color, and uh, we ran it for a couple of years, and we did really good on it. Um, it's not crazy. Uh, it's just, it's a chrome based bait. Uh, it's got some purse stripes on it. I, and, and some gold orange belly. We all know mm -hmm. orange belly and gold's hot. Mm -hmm. And so, um, we did good on it. We gave some, we gave a report back. It, it, they, and they're with it. So for 2021, we got the Meech perch bandit Sweet. and they got them in 
flickers and they're going to have them in husky jerks as well i believe so like i said it's just got that gold transition to that chrome mm-hmm. it's got the black perch stripes on there black head it's got the red throat and the orange belly so we ran this on st Clair all the way up to alpena harbor beach uh port austin lake erie and everywhere we went it's uh it's done really really well so and with that being said too jt custom tackle has also been a sponsor of the main manis wallet tournament and uh, what they do is they they make a one-off color uh, for the event. And um, I know two years ago we had a color. JT Custom Tackle had a color come out. That thing was just I liked out. It, just, it was everywhere we went. It was it, it was a good producer. So uh, looking forward to see what they have for the 2021 event as well. And um, there's a lot of good things coming out from JT Custom Tackle. So keep your eyes looking out at your local bait shop for all their baits. Um, all their custom painted baits. They do everything, like I said, from uh, Husky Jerk 14s. They got awesome spinner blades. They go all the way down to size three. They got the small stuff to the big stuff. So there's a lot of great stuff coming out from uh, GT Custom Tech. We'll be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Um, wanted to ask you, <laughs> if you can tell me, what is the story behind the name of Meech Perch? I'm just curious, and I've seen that. <laughs> um, there's got to be some kind of reason or history on the name. Oh man, awesome. you know, we're on the boat, me and Eric, man, we listen to some rap music once in a while. So mm-hmm. uh, there's a rapper by the name of Big Meech and he was kind of like a, uh, a, I don't know, boss or whatever. So uh, mm-hmm. it's just, a, he's just, he's in charge of everything, man. And this bait was just doing good. And we're like, yeah, that's the Meech, man. You know, that's, yeah, the, that's, that's awesome. big, you know, that's Big Meech, the Big Meech bandit, the Meech perch had the stripes on it. So we were just goofing mm-hmm. around and, you know, making fun and stuff like that. So the name stuck and. You know, we just, great. you know, 25 back on the meat, you know, so everybody knows it's the meat perch now. We just the name stuck. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. We just like to have fun <laughs> and goof around with names and stuff, you know. Absolutely. So, it, you know us. We always like to have a good time out there. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about a couple of things. I mean, we've talked about spring fishing opportunities, some of the club business, the the uh, tournament stuff that we have going on through May Madness. And, uh, you know, um you know, you asked me about some of my favorite colors in plastics, and I know you jig when you have to. I know you love the hand line, though. Um, if you had to pick your top three colors, I don't care if it's a split tail minnow or why and not, what's your go-to? I think they're different for split tails and wine dots. Black, brown, and a June bug. And then my top three forktail minnows would have to be chartreuse ice, uh green shad flash and uh root beer shiner hmm. okay okay it's all over the it's, they're all over the place i mean I don't, I don't know those colors are all over the place but i mean a staple is you know black and brown wind out worm everybody knows that yep so yeah and, and here's the thing i mean the stuff that jeff and i are sharing this is just our opinion based on our experience in fishing and uh yep. your mileage may vary but definitely try some different colors um, early season, I'm a big believer in scents. I know uh, in the past I've used more uh, oil-based scents and, and I have to recharge the stuff quite often. So probably the last couple of years I switched to Procure stuff and, and specifically the Pro, um, I think they call it a super gel. I actually got a couple that I know that work pretty well, but um, use this trophy walleye stuff. And that's consistent. You can put it on your crankbaits too. And then I got the gizzard chat early in Detroit river. That's a good one as well. Uh, what I like about it is it stays put. And I, I find that I don't have to recharge baits to get the sense. Um, <clears throat> it's no secret that when we touch our baits, plastics or crankbaits, uh, we deposit l from our hands and the, the fish can smell a human scent. Um, there's studies done on salmon where they can detect in, in parts per million um, human scent in the river. Um, you could probably look that up. I think it was done somewhere in Ontario or, or somewhere in, in Canada. Um, but particularly in cold water, scents are really important. And uh, I'm not here to preach or tell you what to do. I mean, if you want scent, you can put a minnow on there because obviously they have scent. But um, yep. that's been a huge part of my game for jigging. And a tougher bite is using scents. In the past, I used oil-based stuff like uh, kicking walleye. That's a good thing. It's always done well for me, but I've kind of branched out running the gel stuff because it doesn't discolor my baits um, when I marinate them in it, if I choose to do that, and it just stays on there longer. So it gives me more confidence now to recharge stuff. Um, Jeff, I know you use scents on cranks and other things, but um, I do. 
share yeah. a little bit about some of the things that you use since on. And I'm more of like an early season believer where it can help maybe get me one or two more bites. Um, what are your go-to scents? I use that Procure. Um, I use the Emerald Shiner in the, in the springtime when I'm jigging. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also use it in the summer when I'm trolling cranks. And what I usually do is I'll take a little bit of that scent and I'll squeeze it on my, my hands and I'll rub it on my fingers like this. That way, whatever I touch, I already got sent. I already got sent on my hands. That way, like you know, like you said, that uh, you know, when you were talking about, you know, sorry, I got this the notebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. So I just put it on my hands. That way, everything I touch, it's already got the scent on. The human scent's not there no more. You know, so mm-hmm. um, I usually run them on my cranks in the summer. Um, I'll run them on my spinner blades. Actually, I'll put a little bit in the back of a spinner blade, a little night crawler scent on there, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know. I just I think it helps. Yeah. When the bite's tough, why not? I mean, if, not, if nothing else is working and you got put that on, it starts lose. working. You got nothing to lose. So I'm a believer in them. Big, mm-hmm. big believer in them. So here's what's funny. Um, and, and then I, I won't go too much into the topic of sense because there's other things I want to chat about. But um, for whatever reason, I like the stuff that's more like um, natural bait based. I find that works really well. But for whatever reason, early season Detroit River, um, I love Italian food, but also, I find that the fish like garlic. So that kicking walleye stuff that I've used for years has a garlic scent. And I don't know what it is that walleyes like about that, um, but it has natural, you know, oils in it. But this stuff, I'm going to start using the trophy walleyes uh, blended up bait. But uh, they also have like these garlic based ones, too, that still have the natural baits and oils. So something I'm going to try out. And hey, if it works, I'll definitely talk to people about it, hear about it on the podcast. But different tricks sense can only help especially when a bite is tough and especially in early season um so kind of looking forward to uh summertime um if you could encourage people to go check out lake st Clair, um not necessarily big community areas or i'm not asking you to burn any spots but where would you encourage people to look to find just a good eating class fish if you never fish lake st Clair, summertime what would you encourage people to look for oh man i mean just in the summertime you can just drive around in your boat watch your electronics and just look for weeds and if you like to pull spinners just hit sporadic weed beds pull spinners over them and you're going to catch fish you're going to catch great eater fish um also you can also go out to the channel there's a shipping channel that runs all the way through Lake St. Clair in the summertime. It's no, it's no secret that those fish sit on the edges of those channels or up on the flat going up to the channels and they just, they load up there and you can just, you can fill your libel with them, you know, as good as well as I do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can go the whole length of the lake and you're going to catch fish. So um, yeah, just, I don't even think there's a bad spot on in that lake that you're not going to, you're not going to catch any fish. I mean, just the, the place is loaded with bait, loaded with weeds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, just, just look for your weed beds, go fish a channel and you'll just, you'll, you'll load up your live well. You're going to have a great day. You're going to make some memories and, um, simple, right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <clears throat> One of the neat things about Lake St. Clair is that it's, it's abundant and bait and abundant in a variety of species. So even if you're not catching walleyes, there's a good chance you might run in, run into a big smallmouth or some pearl oh, yeah, or rock bass. So if you're just looking for a, a lake to access and, and have a great time fishing and pick your times. I mean, it gets busy during the afternoon and the summer may it's a little bit quieter. You don't have as much of the recreational boaters, but we're all out there to share it and be respectful to one another, but yep. it is literally loaded. So um, I just encourage people, if you want to check out something neat and a little bit different, if you haven't fished St. Clair, I highly recommend you check it out. Most people are pretty friendly. You can do- you, you can do everything out there. You can you can bottom bounce. You can pull inline boards, inline weights. You can pull cranks. You can cast. You can do everything. Rig. Anything out mm-hmm. there, you're gonna you're gonna do. You're gonna catch. You're just gonna catch fish, not necessarily just walleye. You're gonna catch. So like Rob said, world class smallmouth, world class muskie. You're gonna catch everything. So you're gonna have a great mm-hmm. time. You know. Absolutely. So when do you think that you'll have your boat? Unwinterized from rows and back in your driveway, ready to go. Hmm. I'm hoping to get out 
end of March, end of this month. I'm hoping if the mm. weather holds and it stays warm, um, I'm hoping to get down in Erie on some big hens um, before I go to the river for the year. Uh, I usually call it the break-in time. Me yep. and a couple other buddies go down there and we take advantage of trolling those cranks super slow in that cold water and catching some really, really nice walleyes. So I'm, I, I look forward to that every year. So I'm hoping by the end of the month. I mean, if not, if the weather, if the weather stays cold or we can't get out, then I'll just keep waiting. But mm -hmm. I, it's so close. It's so close. I can't wait to get the boat back out. And it's more of a tease because the weather's warmed up significantly here in, in the Detroit area. Um, it is. You know, before we set up this podcast, Jeff, you talked about turning the table and asking me some questions. So if you want to put me on the hot seat to answer any questions I can do to help anglers or just talk about what the club has going on, feel free. So I'm going to give you the mic <laughs> digitally. And if All you right. have questions, you know, go ahead and ask and I'll do my best to answer them. A couple, you know, a couple people might have seen you uh, earlier this year on an episode of Fishing 401 with Jake Romanek. So I wanted to ask you, how, how was that all, uh, how was that, you know, for you? Was that, was that something, that was something new for you to do? So maybe yeah. you can talk about that a little bit and how you enjoy your time out there. Do you enjoy your time? And, you know, I mean, you got to fish with one of the, you know, one of the best. So, I mean, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, we're really excited this year to be partnered with Fishing 411 TV. And the purpose of us getting connected with Fishing 411 is to get more people exposed to the lake. And, you know, Lake St. Clair isn't some kind of a secret, elusive, private thing. It, it's, it's, I mean, geez, it's in the backyard of Detroit and one of the biggest population areas in the state of Michigan. And no secret, it's an incredible walleye fishery. Um, so the purpose of us getting out, so we went out in November while most people had deer hunting in the rut on the mind to go fish Lake St. Clair. And we targeted an area, and there's numerous areas where you can catch these roaming fish. It's not just all located in one area. So um, <clears throat> I, I respectfully disagree if someone thinks that we're burning spots by doing a TV show. It's a commonly known area, and you can find fish all over the Michigan side on the shore. So we went out and um, my, my dad and I had pre-fished to find a good consistent bite um, for before I got the guys out there and we could put together something. Um, you know, one of the problems with Lake St. Clair, particularly in the fall, and I'll even say it for like spring and summer, is um, access. Access is extremely limited. We have some good accesses from the DNR side on the northwest corner but once you get towards the south end of Lake St. Clair or the north end of the Detroit River, frankly, it's atrocious. I mean, there's some really good private launches that you can get access to, but in no way does it have the capacity to support how good the fishery is. And, and newsflash, it's probably one of the last places to freeze in the Great Lakes connecting waterways because there's so much current. So when yes. you have a perfect storm of being the one last place to freeze – an incredible bite. And then um, just people that are itching to get out in cabin fever because they've been stuck inside uh, social distance an entire year, you're going to have issues. So to address that concern, um, our club has partnered with Michigan United Conservation Clubs to engage the Michigan DNR about expanding access opportunities. So that's kind of a, a tangent, but getting back to your main point, we want more people to check out the lake because it's awesome year round. So Jake and I went out there and we put together a crankbait program to kind of highlight the different ways to catch them. It's no secret that cranks catch fish year round. And um, a couple unique things that you can do is run the, the hand lining style baits that you use in the spring or fall, like Rapala F11, and get them down close to the bottom where these fish are kind of glued to the bottom and feeding. Put it right in their face and get some good quality fish. Um, what I found is that when you are passionate about something and you surround yourself with like-minded people, great things happen. And the whole time, I mean, we put that episode together in maybe four hours, but typically talking to Jake and those guys is unheard of. Typically they have a multiple day shoot to put things together, but everything came together. Uh, I thank God for it because we had the bites that we needed and, and, and things to talk about to help people learn the fishery. Um, so honestly, it was my first time ever being on any sort of TV show. It's not something I asked for, but the opportunity presented itself. And my aim 
being on that show is to help people learn the fishery. And honestly, you know, it was probably one of the better days of my life. And what I mean by that is that I got to fish with a good person and someone that I consider a friend in the, the, I guess I was on cloud nine because literally the day before I found out that my wife and I are pregnant with our little girl. So we've got a a baby girl on the way in July and I'm really excited about that. Thanks man. Um, I literally the day before the filming, she told me, and I was just on cloud nine. And then I'm like, man, I get to go fish with one of my friends. We're going to have fun. We knocked it out and had a great time. And I think April 1st, 2021 is when the episodes that are typically aired in the first quarter on sportsman's channel, sportsman's channel and outdoor channel um, are posted on YouTube. So if you go on fishing for one YouTube page, you'll be able to access all of their episodes for the season. Um, I highly encourage you to check it out. Uh, you might learn something new. And one thing they do is their education focus. They're going to help people learn how to use offshore boards more efficiently or um, you know, just in general, the who, when, where, and what of getting in on a good bite anywhere in the Midwest, in this country, and even Canada for that. So yeah, it was an awesome opportunity. And um, I hope you guys check it out. It showcases our club and what we're about better than I could put into words. It also shows you how to catch some fish on St. Clair. He did a great job, man. Uh, he did Thanks, a great brother. job representing the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association. And you're not kidding. That show is so informative, man. He learned so much. They just don't stop teaching. And they're great people, like you said. Me, talk to them in person, and they're just they're kind people. You know, every single one of them. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad that our club is uh, teamed up with uh, Fishing 401 and the Roman X. I think it's a uh, it, it, it's a great match, and I'm looking forward to uh, you know the future with those guys as well. So agreed. And uh, I also wanted to. Your dad got a new boat last year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got a, <laughs> any 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 fun stuff. Any fun stuff going on with with the DB three? Yeah. So, um, my dad got himself as a retirement boat. He, he's always <clears throat> he's always wanted a Ranger, and he finally got his six twenty VS that he's always wanted. He always wanted a Yamaha powered. And let me tell you a story about that boat. It was sold out from underneath him. It was such a good price. Um, and then the guy that was going to buy it was someone in Minnesota. I don't know the dude, but he, um, decided that he wasn't going to do it or wrote a bad check or something. Literally a few days after we had that sold out from underneath us, we were bummed out. The gentleman who in the Grand Rapids area gives us a call and say, Hey, this deal fell through. If you want it, you have first crack. My dad went, (laughs) went to the bank and like that, he just went out and said, Rob, we got to go. We got to go. So he didn't let that boat get away a second time. I'm so happy for him and he's rigged it the way he's wanted to. He's got the latest um, Lawrence electronics in it and he's slowly incrementally upgrading it to what he wants it to be. Um, I'll tell you what, it's been yeah. nothing but family memories with him and I going out there. And um, you know, when my son and my, my daughter, when she's here, when they're all bigger and can do that, we're all going to be able to enjoy that together. And um, it's just so cool to see someone you love and care about, work hard and achieve their dreams and be able to enjoy what they do in the rig they want. So I'm just so happy for him. And he got a screaming deal on it and exactly the way he wanted it. And then the little things he's been tweaking as it goes. And, you know, tell you what, he had, a, we had an incident when we were fishing on Lake Erie and, and uh, we had a lower unit failure due to a fishing line being wrapped inside and, and damaged the front seal on the lower unit. So uh, water intruded there. And there was no oil to cool things off. So we had a, a failure in the middle of Lake Erie, just south of Kelly's Island. And I had to limp that thing in on the kicker. I was safe the whole time in that boat. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he, Worldwide Marine Insurance, that's who insures his boat. They took care of it. Um, you know, it, it impacted uh, something at one point where we were running. And had a line wrapped on it. And he had a brand new lower unit. So he's getting ready to put that on here. And he's really excited to get that rigged up and ready to go for the 2021 season. So, yeah, it's just it's just really cool. I've, I've had a lot of fun running that with him. And uh, big difference from the big, tall DB2. one that we used in the past. Yeah, DB2, man. She had a really yeah. unique sound. Everyone can hear us coming. We weren't I miss DB2. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, we've always been um, outgunned in terms of uh, getting to where we need to. Uh, in a quick matter, but Hey, we still have fun and, and it's never slowed us down. We still competed and 
heck, we've done pretty well in those older boats. But now he's got his dream boat. Yep. So it's just it's really great, cool. man. Every, I see you guys out there when he first when he, we just got it. I seen you guys out there for that derby, and uh, you man, you guys were happy. I, you guys were happy. He was just so happy to be out there. It's just great, man. You know, he mm-hmm. it's well deserved. So. Yep. I want to ask you. I want to ask you something else. Do you fish a couple national walleye tour events, and you got a good team of guys that you uh, travel with? Why don't you talk about that a little bit? How what's it like on the co angler side? Is it is it, it? I know it's. I hear everybody talking about how great it is, you know, and uh, just mm-hmm. maybe you can touch on it a little bit. How much you learn with those guys, and how it's like the next. It's just I fished one event, and it was my mind was blown, you know. So. Just maybe you can touch on that a little bit, how it is uh, fishing the coin side of the National Walleye Tour. Yeah, so if anyone wants to speed up the learning curve of their walleye fishing, I highly recommend you fish a co-angler side in like a pro-am type tournament. National Walleye Tour comes to mind. I wasn't able to fish every single event the past few years with those guys, but when I can, I fish some. There's a few I, I just simply couldn't make it um, in terms of you know getting paired with a pro. So I went out there anyways, just to go pre-fish with the guys and help them out. Let me tell you what you do learn. Uh, For one, you make incredible connections. So if if you can fish these pro-am events, um, try to get out there a few days and partner up with people that are looking for co's to fish with. When you're in the boat of someone that does this at that level, you learn exponentially more than you ever would by just fishing by yourself or with a couple buddies. There's things that guys from Ohio do different, Minnesota, Wisconsin. And when you're in these different boats during the events, you if you pay attention and you have an open mind, you'll absorb and learn all of it. Some of it may not always be applicable to your home body of water, uh, but you'll learn some tricks that'll set you up for success in different bodies of water. Uh, for instance, I, I learned <clears throat> how to properly pitch jigs in, in a current situation with ultralight jigs, something that they probably do on the Mississippi River more often. In fact, I know that for a fact that's what they do. And uh, by learning how to do that properly, I was able to take that technique and run it on Lake St. Clair. And in particular, uh, Belleville Lake, which is an inland lake in southeastern Michigan, where there's a lot of current pitching light quarter ounce, even lighter bait, uh, live bait jigs and pound fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and after fishing with guys that, that have been doing it for a while and at a high level, you learn how to be more efficient. Uh, some things I'll talk about in my seminar is how to set boards out more efficiently. And um, while you have multiple things going on, some little cues you can do audially and visually to see if you got a bite. Um, we'll talk about the mindset of the way people think do things. And I'm by no means am I considering myself a professional. I, I fished on the amateur side, the co-side of a national walleye tour for a few events. But what I can do is share knowledge and, and what it looks like to become more efficient and why some guys feed boards back when you get a bite on a spinner, which is live bait versus some folks that just let it set and, and the board sink and hook themselves. So we'll touch base a little bit about, the theory on why things are done. But um, in general, if you can take some time off, free fish with some guys that have been doing it for a while, you will be surprised with how much you will learn in terms of uh, trolling more efficiently, casting, finding where fish are, and dissecting a body of water, and you'll make lifelong friends. So <clears throat> I just want to thank my buddies have let me fish with them before, Robert Cardenas, Drake Hurd, Mike Olson, and uh, one of my good friends, Ed's the Husky here in Michigan. I haven't practiced with him during NWTs, but we stay in touch. We fish together. And, uh, man, there's such great people out there. Oh, and Randy Gaines. I spent a week in his boat this summer on the St. Mary's River. And if you have good friends and you're willing to put in the work and help these guys uh, dial in a bite, uh, you will learn so much. And you'll gain lifelong friends. Yep, absolutely. When you surround yourself with these people, it's amazing it, it, how you feel, you know, you feel 10 feet tall and bulletproof, you know, and it's yeah, just, it's, it's just a different feeling when, when you surround yourself with these like-minded people, man. So yeah, it's about people um, that lift you up rather than take you down. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. And I, I think you and I are the same when it comes to this. Um, we view the people's opinions that matter are those that 
care about you and that are going to help build you up as a person and encourage you to take steps out, out of your comfort zone. So basically moving you out from a place of complacency and being critical of everyone to be someone who's taking action and, and they're growing themselves as people and also anglers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to ask you what, what is your, what is your outlook on the Derby season this year for 2021? What do you, what are you looking to accomplish? Man, I'm going to be honest. You know, I used to fish in the master's division and I moved down to open and I don't even care. It's time for me to connect with my dad and have fun. If I stick a big fish, great. I might get some points at the end of the day. If I can make a way in, I see my buddies have a good time and smiling and learn something. I won in my yeah. mind. I mean, um, it, where I'm, I find myself being more competitive in the tournaments like May Madness and and Michigan Wally Tour events and stuff like that. But my mindset is just just have fun and talk to people. Yeah. Man. It's, it's been so cool. Like the fall series, we have had guys like like our friend Lee Gould come from the, the center of the state, come fish yeah. these derbies. And it is so cool to see people from coming outside of areas to come check out how great the fishery is. Um, yep. I just like connecting with people. If I can get a good fish, great. I got no ego in it. I just want to have fun and connect with people. That's so it. That's you guys. That's just me. Yeah, you. I know you fish with your dad, and Eric fishes with his dad, Gary. You guys are lucky, man. You guys are so lucky you get to fish with your dad. And uh, I wish I could fish with my dad right now. I wish he was well enough where I could get him out on the boat and we could fish these derbies together. He's a member of the club. Can't I can't get him out there? So. Um, yeah, take take it all in, man. You guys are you guys are super lucky. So, Thank you. <laughs> heck yeah, that's that's all I got for you, sir. Awesome. <laughs> well, Hope I didn't drill you too bad. No, it was great, man. I love I love talking, and I apologize to the audience that's watching or listening in. <clears throat> like I said, I'm a little congested, but um, you know, hopefully the water breaks and stuff hasn't been too distracting. But yep. hey, we're looking forward to a great season in 2021 for as a club, uh, getting more people. The, cl the club is sitting at over 350 members, so we're growing, even during yes. a pandemic. And um, you know, we put out newsletters for people to take a look at, and uh, we have this podcast going on here. And you know, with me being pretty busy and having a young family, I won't promise that I'll have a monthly episode. I'll do my best, but what I can promise you is at least six episodes. Probably more, but we'll find out. So um, I'm looking forward to talking with more people. So at the podcast, we're going to talk with local anglers, club members like Jeff. We have tournament pros. We have guys that have been in, in the uh, fishing industry and marine industries for a long time. And, uh, you know, the, the podcast continues to grow. And it's just another way to connect with people and learn a little bit more about fishing in general, all things walleye fishing. Um, me personally... I'm focusing on the derbies. I'm going to fish some one-day events. I, I might fish uh, the Detroit River Michigan Walleye Tour. I'm kind of up in the air. Just not yeah, feeling same much. Nothing, nothing against anything. I just, I don't know, I might just do one-day events. <clears throat> and I just kind of want to focus on what makes me happy. I'm making some big changes. Um, I recently com completed my charter training from Great Lakes Charter Training. Uh, so now I'm a Coast Guard licensed captain. I'll probably run some part-time trips. Awesome. So if people want to learn the fishery, I'd be happy to take you out. Uh, as long as everything goes right and there's no, <laughs> no kind of crazy things like civil unrest. Not that I wish that, um, I'll have a new boat here really soon. So I'm with Starcraft Marine. I'll have a Yamaha powered STX 2050 in the driveway. Probably nice. want to get back from Florida. So, um, really looking forward to that and uh, getting some time on the water and getting family and friends out there and helping people learn fishing. Um, other than that, man, the future looks good in terms of fishing in Michigan and across the country for walleye. Um, big changes in, in, in walleye fishing on the tournament level with the National Walleye Tour having one more event. Um, you got the head-to-head -head live MLF style fishing and you can yep. see exactly what's going on, how these guys are catching fish. And it's a totally different format. So if you're into fishing, there's a ton of content out there. Tons. Uh, yeah. So a lot. I just want to encourage everyone that's listening and leave you with one final thought. <clears throat> if you could do one thing to help better and improve yourself, um, 
dream some dreams. Think of where you want to be in terms of fishing and a life and make it happen. Don't sit back um, and criticize others. Focus on what you want to do and achieve and make more of a positive impact to fishing, conservation, giving back to others. So that's what I'm closing on, man. That's that's what my friends are about. And uh, have fun. Having fun. Absolutely. So I just want to wish everyone great 2021 season jeff man it's been awesome having you on the show thanks a lot for having me it's been a long time man you were on the first episode and then we had a may madness feature back three years ago and now we're kind of bringing it full circle talking about all things fishing and nothing but good coming up ahead so stay positive people and uh hope to see you all on the water jeff any closing thoughts my friend everybody just be safe out there have a great year and uh, let's go fishing and have a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right. So on behalf of Walleye World Podcast and the Lake St. Clair Walleye Association, we want to thank you for tuning in. If you're sick, <laughs> feel better soon. Yep. Um, stay safe, have fun, and we'll see you on the water.